Welcome to our podcast, Coffee Science for Coffeepreneurs. I'm Ida Steen, and I will talk about sensory methodology and education. I'm Morten Münchow, and I'll talk about coffee roasting. Organic acids in coffee. I wanted you, our cherished podcast listeners, to be the first to know. So this podcast script was written yesterday late evening. I wanted to tell you about the details of the upcoming scientific publications about organic acids in brewed Arabica coffee, as we got the final manuscript accepted a week ago. So I thought I had a bit of time to tell you before it was released. So I was quite surprised to find the official DOI number, which is a specific identifier number given to published scientific papers, in my inbox this morning, the 22nd of March 2023. But I'm sure nobody noticed yet, so you are still the first to know. If you want to go and look for the article, there is a link in the show notes, but you can also search for the title Acids in Brewed Coffees, Chemical Composition and Sensory Threshold. And if you add coffee mine to the search drink, you'll, this article will show up. But I'm here to tell you about the background and content of the project. So just stay tuned for now. But first a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Coffee Mind. And what I'm about to tell you is not that I want to sell you some gadget that you don't even need. I'm telling you about the biggest project Coffee Mind has ever done, which is Ida Steen's industrial PhD project in Coffee Mind, which we've been working on for nine years now. Ida has extracted all the best practices from how professional sensory panelists are trained at universities worldwide and made her own training program based on it. For the last six years, we've been working hard on getting data, measuring the effectiveness of the training program. And these data were published last month in this prestigious Journal of Sensory Studies with the title Evaluation of a Sensory and Cognitive Online Training Tool for Odor Recognition in Professional Coffee Tasters. The paper covers data collected in a 12-week training period, but now Ida has taken all her experience and best practices uh, that she learned and created a new four-week sensory training program that is now available to purchase on Coffee Mind's website so that you can get the latest sensory training program brought to your door where you will get a box with different materials for daily training for four weeks guided by Ida through our e-learning system. It is the first evidence-based sensory training program the coffee world has ever seen. And if you follow Ida's method, you will never find yourself being dragged into pseudoscientific rabbit holes. And what you will find in the rest of this podcast is just one of the many misconceptions that have made it to the biggest education systems in the coffee world. This does not happen with Coffee, Mind, coffee Mind's education programs. You can find this four-week e-learning program on the front page of Coffee Mind's webpage, which is coffee-mind.com. 
And the price of this four-week training with a shipped sensory training kit is 250 euros XVAT plus shipping. But I would like to extend the same offer to you that we released to our mailing list yesterday. In this offer, you can get EDA's four-week training program with a with the supplied kit at the cost price of 250 euros XVAT plus shipping. But if you add the coupon code podcast during the checkout, you will get a free bonus with your purchase, which is EDA's Sensory Basics e-learning course that has a value of 30 euro. Here, nothing is shipped. It's just a one and a half hour basic e-learning course. Really good, uh, obviously. Um, and it has a value of 30 euros in itself. And you will also get a PDF containing all Coffee Mind scientific articles, which is now a bundle of 11 scientific papers. Uh, and many of these are behind a uh, paywall. So it's got a total value of 100 euros. So by using the coupon code podcast during checkout, You will get free bonuses for 130 euros on top of the base price of 250 euros of, uh, for the four-week sensory training kit. You need to add the four-week training kit to the cart before applying the coupon code. Uh, and if you apply the code before adding the four-week training uh, program, you'll get an error message. End of commercial. Now to the organic assets problem. Acidity is an important sensory characteristics of coffees in general, but particularly important for the light roast wave in specialty coffee. And anybody who has spent just a bit of time in the specialty coffee business over the last two decades, decades is familiar with formic, acidic, lactic, glucolic, tartaric, malic, citric, isovaleric, and chlorogenic acids. If it is relevant at all. Contrary to popular belief, there exists absolutely no public scientific evidence for relating the organic acid concentration to sensory perception of acid. The most interesting publication ever on this topic came from UC Davis in September 2021, supported by SCA's own Coffee Science Foundation, titled, and the paper had the title, Acids in Coffee. A review of sensory measurements and meta-analysis of chemical composition. Specialty uh, coffee people who love to talk about individual organic acids in brewed Arabica coffee might be a bit disappointed that this article only contains insights into organic acids in green and roasted coffee and not brewed uh, coffee, and also has a lot of focus on chlorogenic acid differences between Arabica and Robusta. Not exactly angles on this subject, most interesting for us in the specialty coffee sector. But being a meta-analysis that gathers all the already published research in the area, this is a necessary consequence of what has been published on the subject and not an angle chosen by the authors. So it seems interesting uh, research is missing if you're interested in organic acids in brewed Arabica coffee. In the literature study we did before our research into organic acids in coffee, we tried to get some insights into the uh, research done by Joseph Rivera from Coffee Chemistry, who seems to be the most prominent teacher of organic acids in coffee. 
but he responded that his research was done in a commercial context, so he could not share it publicly, unfortunately. So we had to start from scratch to explore the relevance of individual organic acids in brewed Arabica coffee since no published public research exists on this topic yet. But let's go back to when it all started for us in Coffee Mind, the subject, as it started quite a long time ago, nine years ago to be precise. Ida Steen joined Coffee Mind in 2014, right, right after graduating with a master's degree in sensory and consumer science from the University of Copenhagen, and she immediately, immediately got involved with the creators group of SCA's Sensory uh, Skills Curriculum. Immediately, she raised the flag about the relevance of training and testing people's skills in differentiating and identifying organic assets in coffee. If this was relevant, why had she not heard anything whatsoever about this during her university studies? Furthermore, why does the SCA uh, in their Century Skills training program include citric, malic, tartaric and lactic acids in the exams? And why have they chosen different acids in the Q-grading exam system where you work with citric, malic, phosphoric and acetic acids? but not tartaric and lactic acid. And on the SCA flavor wheel, we have citric, malic, acetic, butyric, and isovaleric acid. According to Ida, there is no evidence to support the choice of these specific acids instead of other acids in coffee, or to justify why they are added to water and, uh, and coffee, and why they are all tested in concentration of 0.4 grams per liter, except the lactic acid, which is tested on concentration of 0.5 grams per liter. Why? After many years of frustrating attempts to find evidence, evidence for this, we took the initiative to look into this ourselves in 2017. We got a student at the University of Copenhagen involved and ran the first pilot study looking into this from both chemical and sensory perspectives of the, on this subject. Let's start with the findings among the sensory data in the pilot study. In triangle tests with water resolutions of different organic acid, we found that acetic acid is the only acid coppers were able to differentiate from other acids. From a chemical perspective, this is not a surprise as acetic and formic acid actually differs from all the other acids by being detectable by nasal inhalation because, or retronasal while drinking, right? Because they are volatile at room temperature. However, formic acid could not be differentiated from other acids in the pilot study. So acetic acid was the only acid that could be differentiated from the other acids if it's appeared individually in a solution up against other individually dissolved acids. But if you mixed the acids with just one other acid in one cup, the assessors were not able to identify anything anymore. This indicates that it will be challenging, I would say impossible, to recognize the acids in a cup of coffee that contains many other flavors and, of course, a mix of all the different acids. What we found in the chemical data did not make sense, so I dismissed it as a label error by the student. What 
does a student know about rig- rigorous procedures to not mess up labels in the science project? And I'll tell you why I thought it was an error. Because according to her chemical analysis, there was much more citric acid in the Brazilian pulp natural than the washed Kenya coffee. We had specifically chosen the washed Kenya because it is the king of perceived acidity in our mind. And the Brazilian pulp natural was chosen because the typ- they typically have such a low acidity level that it is a safe choice in an espresso blend designed to have a low perceived acidity level. So coming out with a much higher con- chemical concentration of acids in the Brazilian pulp natural coffee clearly pointed to a simple label error made by the student. It was only in a conversation I had with Samus Merke from the Coffee Competence Center at Zurich University of Applied Sciences that I re- reconsidered the label error suspicion. He said something like, It's the funniest thing. I've seen data with similar trends, so I think it might be correct. I went home and talked to Ida and we decided to give it another go. This time with another group from another university in Denmark. Namely the University of Southern Denmark. We gathered a group and redesigned our approach to give the most interesting result based on the pilot study. We roasted the coffees, did the analysis, wrote the paper and submitted our work to food chemistry in December 2021. So in April 2022, five months after submitting, it was rejected with the argument that we needed more sensory data to make a full article. And since sensory data is not really relevant in food chemistry, we thought that we would find another uh, journal to publish it in. So we redrafted the scope of the article and came up with relevant sensory tests, uh, strategies and gathered more sensory data which chose a fast processing time uh, in an open access journal where the publication process is paid for by the research group, which is us, in order to make it available for everybody for free on the journal website. We submitted the new manuscript with added sensory data again in December 2022 and got minor revisions requests uh, already in mid-January this year and a final acceptance Uh, acceptance of the manuscript last week. So here it comes. We determined the concentration of acids and sugars in brewed coffee of varying bean bean origin, namely two different Brazil pot naturals, one Bolivia and two different Kenyas. The two low perceived acidity Brazilians were taken from Contra Coffee, which is the roastery where we have Coffee Mind Academy. One of the Kenyan coffees were Coffee Collective's Kieni, which is quite internationally recognized for being some of the most acidic and absolutely delicious, if you ask me, coffees you can get. The other Kenyan coffee comes from the Copenhagen-based coffee shop Original Coffee, which also has a particularly high perceived acidity and is indeed delicious as well. In the chemical data, the acid composition was affected more by roasting than origin. Significant differences were found in a roast degree dependent manner for all acids, except formic. The concentration of citric, malic and chlorogenic acids decreased with darker roast and acetic, lactic, phosphoric, kinic and glycolic acid 
uh, with a de- uh, increase, uh, increasing, increased with an increasing rose degree. This is actually already known in the literature. As for origin, Brazilian coffees was found to have a higher total concentration of organic acids than Kenya coffee, just like in the pilot study. There is no simple relationship between the total amount of acid in coffee and the perceived acidity. What do you think then is the probability that you can pinpoint malic acid or some of the other fancy acids in coffee? But we have much more detail about that in the following. Remember, for it to make sense to train and test people in differentiation and identification of individual organic acids, two criteria have to be met simultaneously, not just one of them. Both has to be met simultaneously. The first criteria, there has to be a big difference in concentration in different organic acids for different origins. If there's more or less the same concentration for all Arabica coffees, there is no fingerprint of organic acids for the coffee to identify. Criteria two, the different organic acids have to be above the sensory threshold. If both these criteria are not met at the same time, right? If both are not true, it does not make sense to teach, train, and test people on on individual organic acids at all. When you get your fingers on the article, you will see on figure two that criteria one regarding the necessary difference between coffees, that none of the acids really differ between samples except citric acid. But remember that the Brazilian coffees have the highest concentration, not the Kenyan. It does not make sense to quote this passage from our research paper. The difference in acid concentration between the five coffee samples were generally not strongly dependent on the geographical region, except for citric and chlorogenic acid. Citric acid had larger and directly statistical significant variation between the same origins. Brazil 1 had a much higher concentration of chlorogenic acid than the other samples. The two Kenyan coffees, which are from different regions in Kenya, differed slightly in chlorogenic acid concentration but showed no significant differences between any other acids. In contrast, The true Brazilian coffees from the same region were significantly different in the concentration of chlorogenic, citric, malic, phosphoric, and acetic acids. Brazil 1 had the same concentration of malic acids as both Kenyan coffees, and Brazil 2 did not differ in the concentration of acetic, phosphoric, formic, and glucolic acid to both Kenyan coffee samples. So, Criteria 2 regarding the necessary exceeding of the sensory threshold of the individual organic acids are not described in any research project yet, so we have to make it part of the project. We found that most of the identified threshold values for the different acids, acetic, phosphoric, lactic, and malic, were above the actual concentration of these compounds in coffee identified based on the chromatographic data. Only citric acid was found in concentration clearly above the sensory threshold. If threshold values are above the concentrations, you can't taste the individual acid in brewed coffee. And training, teaching and testing students is not relevant 
and is a waste of everybody's time. You will see these data in figure 6 in the final article. But we did not stop there. Even though the thresholding data was convincing enough to not really take individual organic acid identification serious, we also wanted to test coffee professionals' ability to identify individual assets in water and in brewed coffee to get the final data set to convince the coffee world that, the, that this is irrelevant when teaching, training and testing students in sensory education systems. The identification of five acids in water was found by adding 0.5 grams per liter of, X of, of lactic acid and 0.4 grams per liter of citric, malic, acetic and phosphoric acids in water, just like in the SCA training uh, program. The identification of five acids in coffee, coffee was set up by adding the average measured concentration in the brewed coffee. The argument behind spiking the coffee with the average concentration already found in the coffee in our study, and thereby doubling the concentration right, uh, of each acid on the investigation, was that this would make the investigated acid concentration way above the average concentration, and thereby it should really stand out in that particular cup of coffee. So if you double the concentration of one particular acid by adding the same amount as it has in the, uh, already, then that acid should really stand out in the coffee, right? This also factors in the possible counter-argument that there might be some coffees not included in the study that contains an even higher concentration than the coffees included in the study. If you double the concentration of an acid, it should be perceivable and count as a, uh, as a concentration that is safe on the high side of what you can find out there. We were lucky enough that the Coffee Collective in Copenhagen agreed to participate in this study as a follow-up on a training session they received from Ida Steen a few weeks earlier where she worked with all the bar managers from their different coffee shops. This made us a panel of 13 coffee experts with a mean age of 29 and 46% women, who all have coffee as their profession, right? Being a bar manager at Coffee Collective. They are all regularly trained and calibrated on sensory evaluation of coffee. And in their in-house training program, they actually do have individual organic identification uh, in their standard bar manager training program because they've been inspired from the training programs around the world, right? Who does this? The experts were a perfect representation of the target group for testing the identification of organic acids in coffee. If it made no sense for them with that background and the career position, we can't see it makes sense for anybody. The peer reviewers of our scientific publication objected that none of these experts were neither SCA nor Q-grader certified, to which we responded that here in Scandinavia, these organizations are not very dominating anyway. The Coffee Collective had created their own internal training program and participated in 24 competitions, of which they have won the Danish Championship 10 times and the World Championship twice. In 
2006, Claude Thompson uh, won the World Barista Championship, and in 2008, Kasper Engel Rasmussen won the Cup Tasters uh, World Championship. In my humble opinion, that beats passing any exam. The Coffee Collective Bar Manager Group evaluated each of the five assets in water and in brewed coffee. Immediately before evaluating the samples, they underwent a 30-minute intense training session in detecting and memorizing the five assets in water and was encouraged to take notes to help them identify the assets later in the test. The coffee experts tasted the water solutions and coffee samples based on the identification of te- a test, uh, taste test from ISO standard 3972-2011. A similar test setup used in the SCA and Q-graded training uh, on organic acids. They tasted the samples one at a time in a complete randomized block design and were asked to name the specific assets added out of the five possible assets while being allowed to keep their personal uh, note for, um, that they did for each asset during the training session. From the sensory detection threshold values found, only citric acid can be detected in concentrations above measured uh, concentration. In the identification test at the Coffee Collective, none of the five acids were correctly identified. Not even close, actually. And you can see that in the final um, data in the article. And we know that they are skilled couples. If it's not relevant for them with their education and career path, it is not relevant generally in the specialty coffee business worldwide. How can this have been standard practice in education systems worldwide in the coffee business for more than two decades? I can't tell you how happy Ida and I are to share this with you after nine years of hard work on so many levels. With our publication released today, the cat is out of the bag. Thanks for listening and hopefully this has inspired you also to keep skeptical and uh, don't just believe things because it sounds like a good story. Thank you for taking your time to listen to what we've created for you. If you want to implement some of our thoughts in your business, please go to our website coffee-mind.com where we are all set up for helping you as fast, affordable and easy as possible through our automated e-learning courses starting as low as 30 euros as well as our live virtual education programs and of course also our on-site courses here in Denmark and with our partner venues around the world where we will appear frequently. Use the filter bar on the front page of our website to find your learning experience of preference. Hope to see you soon.